Hey everyone, Matt Straub here welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. A reminder before we get rolling here that you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Today on the show, it is waiver wire pickup time with Steve Alexander. Steve, let's get right to it. We're going to start with point guards, and I'm going to say the name to you, Tyler Johnson. Absolute tour de force performance on Saturday night. Is he in must-add, must-own, must-start territory going forward? I, you know, he's been really bad until that game, and he went crazy. 29 points, 10 of 16 shooting. But his shot has been broken. Like, he was really struggling. But he's been getting minutes in Phoenix. He's been getting plenty of playing time. His rebounds are solid. His, his assists are okay. Steals and threes are there. So if he's going to start shooting the ball well, then, yeah, I, I think it's time to pick him up. I mean, the guy the guy shot horrendously, I believe, 7 for 34 his first four games in Phoenix, but he's not that kind of shooter. He's been, I think, like a 43% shooter for his career. So, yeah, I mean, the big thing for me is he's getting minutes now. We don't have to worry about the chaos of Miami's rotation, his minutes yo-yoing up and down. He looks like he is a priority for the Suns now and could take off even further if we see, you know, Devin Booker, for example, uh, get shut down late in the season. Yep, I agree. So the only downside is Phoenix's schedule isn't great, but still, go out and get Tyler Johnson if he's out there in your league. Uh, High-priority pickup for me this week. Another name, Steve, even more widely available is DeLon Wright, and he continues to mostly get it done. I think he's doing enough as Mike Conley's backup. Do you agree to warrant him being owned in many more leagues than he is? Yeah, he's only owned in 7% of Yahoo leagues, which seems a little weird to me, especially I know we've been hyping him a little bit for several weeks here at Roto World. He's yet to have that big game that turns heads, but he's getting closer to it. He had 15.7 boards on Saturday, had had a fun line on uh, Wednesday. He had 12 points, two boards, five assists, two steals, a block, and two three-pointers. Uh, he played 32 minutes on Saturday. I, I feel like a breakout's coming pretty soon, and he's got such a fantasy-friendly game. I mean, he can, he can literally contribute in every category, so... And if Mike Conley somehow gets shut down, then the world is DeLon Wright's. Big number for me is through five games with Memphis, he's averaging 28 minutes a game. So once he figures out his role in Memphis, which it seems like Tyler Johnson just did, DeLon Wright could take off. If he's playing 28 minutes, even with Conley out there, that is plenty of time for him to produce. One more point guard, Steve. Alfred Payton. I haven't been super high on him, but I'm starting to think that maybe all of the chaos and shutting down and limiting of minutes in New Orleans is actually potentially going to benefit this guy? Do you think he is someone we can trust down the stretch amid all the madness with the Pelicans? You know, I don't know if he's trustworthy or not. Uh, He's been back from his ankle injury for two games, and he actually played well in both of those games. New Orleans is a dysfunctional mess right now. We don't know what Anthony Davis is doing Drew Holiday has had some injury problems in his past, so we don't know how that will play out. That team is clearly not uh, going to be playing in the postseason, so Peyton could really, really turn it on down the stretch. I, I'm not a huge fan of of him this year, and his numbers haven't been all that fantasy friendly throughout the year. But his last two have been really good, and maybe he's ready to to finish up strong here. You've been upset ever since he cut his hair. Yeah, pretty much, right yeah. That? That... I was even going to say that, but... <laughs> well, it was implied in your tone, I could tell. <laughs> that yes. just didn't sit well with you. You were a big fan of the hair. I um, missed the hair. Uh, well, it, I don't think it's coming back. I think it took him, like, since... Didn't he, wasn't he, hadn't he, like, not had that cut since he was in, like, grade school or something? Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> took uh, a long time to grow. <laughs> I, um, I, I actually 
like it's funny we're joking about his hair, but I really did like him better with the hair. I I really did. No, I'm not joking. I know you did. I <laughs> I know you did, and I wanted just to make that clear to everybody. So you know, if that influences you. Uh, it, take that for what it's worth, I should say, everyone out there. If you're thinking about picking up Alfred Payton, if Steve sounded a little lukewarm, it's mostly because of the hair. <laughs> Shooting guards. We talked about Landry Shamet, Shamet, Shamet last week. I forgot to watch the Clippers slash look up his name before we taped, so we're going with multiple pronunciations. Tell us why you now think he's a worthwhile pickup. You know, last five games, he's getting 29 minutes. And I did not think he was going to get those kind of minutes for the Clippers. They've got a lot of guards, that, you know, SGA and Lou and a bunch of guys. Patrick Beverly. Avery Bradley's out of the way, though. And, you know, 29 minutes, 12 points, 2.3 assists, 1.3 steals, 2.83 pointers. Shooting 42% over his last five. It looks like Schmetz kind of crushed Patrick Beverly a little bit. He's only owning 14% of leagues out there. I think one more good game or two more good games, and that number's going to quickly uh, shoot up. Beverly did bounce back a bit in their first game after the break, so that was good to see. But, yeah, Beverly's kind of been teetering on the break of, of losing some of his value, so he's right on the line there. Wesley Matthews, Steve, are you feeling vindicated? I, I didn't speak super highly of his fantasy value last week. Then he had a p- couple of pretty good games. You said you were giving him... Wait a second. I got to reset this. You said you were going to give him four games, right, when we last talked? Well, then didn't I immediately cut it down to two? You did. So he's had two. He scored 24. He scored 14. I assume you are just feeling great. Um, <laughs> life is good. How, how far are you going to extend his contract now? Well, I did win a $5 Friday in FanDuel again with my boys on Friday. So I am kind of riding a high right now. On, from was that, Wesley Matthews on that in that lineup? You know, I, I think he was. I really think he was. He had 24 points and six threes. In fact, the reason I may have won $5 Friday is because Wesley Matthews went off. 24 points, six threes. Uh, He had 14 points, a couple threes on Saturday. He hadn't done much up to that point, but I mean, I've, like I I said last week, I think the minutes are going to be there. I think they want to start him. I think they want him to fill some of the gap left by Victor Oladipo. He's played at least 30 minutes in uh, all four of his games with the Pacers. So that's good enough for me. Yeah, points and threes, not a lot else, but it looks like he could hit quite a few threes. And if he's playing that much, there are definitely plenty of leagues where he should be rostered. He's going to fall closer to serviceable, I think we both agree, than exciting. But that's okay in some cases. We need to rename this podcast. Or actually, we probably just need to name it. I don't even know if it has a name. But serviceable free agents would be a great title. I just say top fantasy waiver wire pickups and then the week number. I think I think serviceable pickups is maybe less of a selling point <laughs> for people trying to click on stuff. Okay, let's get into some forwards. Our, our guy Jake Lehman continues kind of in the vein of DeLon Wright to be not really owned in that many leagues. Are you surprised by that? He had a couple single-digit efforts, but he's getting some defensive stats, still doing good things, still playing plenty. Yeah, I, th- I think I've got him at 12% ownership. Uh, 11.4 points, 4.6 boards, 1.8 blocks, which is key to Jake. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I said hello. That got my attention, 1.8 <laughs> blocks. 1.8 blocks. Hello. Uh, 1.23 pointers, he's shooting 60% over his last five games. So 26 minutes a night. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Portland. Uh, all of a sudden, Mo Harkless is playing better. Al Farouk Aminu is playing better. 
You've got Anis Cantor there. You've got Nurkic still going off, plus the two guards, CJ and, and Damian Lillard. So Lehman's going to be inconsistent, but he's playing so well off the bench. He's kind of like their sixth man at this point. And those blocks and threes are kind of exciting. I, I really like the kid a lot. Blocks and threes and, and lofty shooting percentage is a fun combo, no doubt. Meanwhile, Steve, Ivan Rab is apparently now back. I mean, we had we had a clear reason to give up on him, and then all of a sudden we get word that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be out a while. So should Rab realistically be back in all of our plans? I think so. I, this Jaron Jackson injury is is huge. He's out indefinitely. Like we don't even know when he's going to play again. Memphis is not going anywhere, so they, they're going to be super careful with Jackson. Rab has made the most of his opportunities. When he's been given starts, he's usually come through. Uh, when Jonas Valanciunas showed up and they had Jaron Jackson healthy, you know, I was like, Rab is done. He had a couple games there where he didn't really play much. He didn't do anything. But with JJJ hurt and Valanciunas started center, that leaves power forward spot all day for Rab. So I think he should be on everywhere. Kenneth Fareed apparently is not quite going to fade away yet. What's your revised outlook on him now that Clint Capel is back? Well, what I mean, what's it going to take to get Kenneth Fareed out of here? I, I don't know, man. He started for James Harden, of all people. Uh, had 20 points, 10 boards, and two threes. He scored in double figures in all 14 games. Capel is back, but there's still a role for Fareed, especially to back up uh, Capella and also plays some power forwards. So I don't really know what to say. I kind of thought he would fade away at this point. You know, it's funny. I, I talked to a couple guys we work with at Roto World, and I was like, guys, do you think Fareed could hold value at power forward once Cavella's back? And everybody was pretty much, nope, not going to happen, and, and kind of sold me on that. But I, I think it looks like he might be able to hang on. Well, he had, so when he started on Saturday night for Harden, he played 33 minutes. So we can't count on that because on Thursday, the game before that, he played 18 minutes, but still produced in that game. So he's probably looking at realistically closer to 20 to 25 minutes. But the question is, in that offense, the way they play and the way he plays, maybe he can have some low-end value there. He has hit three three three-pointers total in his last two games, by the way. Uh, Well, the thing about Fareed, if you watch the Rockets play, that guy is hustling more than anybody else on the court for either team in every game. Like, he has gone out, taken this opportunity with Houston, and just run with it. And he's working so hard at every second that he's on the court. I think that uh, D'Antoni wants to play him, like wants to reward him. And he's he's just got that hustle Tommy point factor uh, going on in Houston, and it's it's pretty cool. I don't think you can – I think if you've picked him up, I think – it's tough to drop him. I wouldn't be dropping him yet. I think there's even odds that maybe a week from now you are going to drop him, but I think you got to see what happens over the next couple of games at least. If you had Fareed and Rab was available on your waiver wire, would you drop him for Rab? I don't think so. That's pretty close, but it's I, tough. Tough call. Yeah. I don't know. Rab has played, you know, around 24 minutes the last two games with guys missing time. So he's not still not getting a ton of playing time. I think I'd keep Fareed for a few more games before picking up Rab for him. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> One more power forward I want to ask you about. Czech Diallo is emerging as a permanent monster for the Pelicans. Do you think he'll get enough minutes to sustain relevance going forward? Yeah, what is going on there? 18 points, 10 boards, a steal, and two blocks, 8 of 8 shooting on Saturday. 
Uh, and then he had 16 points, a career-high 18 boards, and a block on Friday. Uh, I think all his value hinges on this whole Anthony Davis, is he or is he not going to play thing. Uh, but man, Diallo looks awesome. And after those two games, it's only two games, but after that, I'm going to pick him up and see what happens. Diallo versus Rab, who are you picking up? I think I'm going to go with Rab. But Rab doesn't have this kind of ceiling. Like, Rab is not going to have an 18-point, 10-board, right. two-block game, probably. So Not many of them. I mean, yeah, he did all that in 19 minutes on Saturday night. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think Rab is more of a sure thing as far as getting the minutes and having a roll, but... Diallo yeah. has more upside, and if you're swinging for the fences, Diallo might be the, might be the way to go. I agree 100%. A few centers, Steve, uh, before we wrap up here. Robin Lopez, I, I'm, <sighs> I've, I'm always skeptical, like a, a 30-year-old center on a rebuilding team who got shut down last year. Uh, but is it time to believe in this thing? I mean, as I said in the column, Rolo is rolling. <laughs> Uh, double digits in scoring in seven straight games. And over his last five, in 19 points, five boards, 1.6 blocks, hitting 66% of his shots. I mean, I feel exactly the same way you do. Like, why are the Bulls playing this old guy that they know exactly what he can do? I, I, I don't understand what the point of having him out there and having him do so much of the workload is. Uh, but, man, he's he's been on fire, and he's – super trustworthy right now now having said that they could shut him down at any given time but right now he he looks like a guy that should be owned bulls by the way have won three in a row so i don't know what i don't know what is going on on fire has (laughs) it cleveland won two in a row or phoenix or somebody yeah the Cavs won two in a row and three out of four so Cavs and bulls strange things strange things are afoot at the circle k uh cody zeller what more can you say? The guy is just, he's been solid, serviceable more often than not. I'm starting to get excited about this guy who really is not exciting just because he really is doing something for fantasy owners just about every night. Are you surprised he's only owned in 28% of leagues? A little bit. He is a very serviceable center. Uh, <laughs> he is the king. I mean, he is the king of, ser- as we've said before, he is team serviceable he is the starting center on team serviceable he, absolutely and you know he had a double double in his last game he doesn't do that very often uh 13 11 with a block and then he he's averaging 13 points and almost nine boards and 1.2 blocks over his last five games ever since he came back and was healthy they just kind of been rolling him out there and he's getting it done and i want to ask you about one more big man thomas bryant moved to the bench for the wizards but he continues to produce in limited minutes as well. So is he a guy you think we can count on going forward? I mean, I feel like he's tough to trust, but he usually is serviceable on most <laughs> nights. <laughs> but Saturday, man, he came in. He, so he got demoted to the bench. He started in the game before that. But Saturday he got sent to the bench. I was like, this is not going to end well. And then he went nuts and hit 9 of 11 shots, had 23 points, 12 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks, 3 three-pointers. Killed it in 31 minutes. Um, he's averaging almost 12.7 boards, and 1.4 blocks, and 1.23 pointers over his last five. He's shooting 56%. I mean, there's nothing wrong with those numbers. And he's young. The Wizards still don't really have a center other than Thomas Bryant. I mean, people are all fired up about this whole Dwight Howard comeback thing, which, yeah, if he comes back, it's going to hurt Bryant. It has to hurt Bryant somewhat. But, uh, 
I don't know, man. I feel like Bryant is a guy you can put in your lineup and not worry too much about it outside of the three games he plays this week that schedule's problem. So let's say you're, you've are you got Thomas Bryant's available, Ivan Rab's available, Cech Diallo's available, Robin Lopez is available. Who are you putting kind of at the top of that? Uh, I'm still I'm still all fired up about Rab, so I'm, I'm probably got Rab up there, and and just the what Robin Lopez has been doing is different than what these other guys have been doing. So I would say Rab and Lopez would be my two top priorities right there. But it is a fluid situation, and my priority could change midweek. But right now, I think I'd go Rab and, and Lopez, and Bryant and Diallo would be maybe if you want to swing for the fences a bit more because per minute, both those guys have been doing some work. So that's one way to look at it. Steve, I want to ask you about uh, one potential drop because Mikel Bridges now coming off the bench for the Suns. His scoring was picking up for a minute there. Now he's back to his kind of maddening single-digit scoring ways. I've tried to be really patient with this guy where I picked him up. It's getting tough to... It's getting tough to take, I got to be honest, Um, especially once my hopes kind of got up and I was like, yes, this is finally panning out. And then to see kind of, you know, the scaffolding get yanked out from under that is maddening. Do you think fantasy owners should stay patient with Bridges and he may turn a corner again, given that he's a rookie? If he was starting, I would still be with you and want to hang on to him or with your former self, how you used to feel about him. Because when he was starting and he was he was getting minutes all year, he really wasn't producing that much. Then he got hot. It looked like everything was going to turn around. He plays for the Suns. There's no reason for them to not start this kid, and now they're not starting this this kid. So uh, that kind of, like you said, ripped the scaffolding out from under his feet. And, yeah, I mean, I'm. And there are other guys I'd rather own. I do think if you're going to drop him, don't drop him and then write him off because he is very clearly in a shooting slump right now. He is three for 19 on threes his last four games. So... A few of those shots fall, his stat line looks a lot different because in those four games, he's averaging 3.8 assists, 2.0 steals, 0.83. So a few more shots fall here and there, and his stat line looks a lot better. He has played 30 minutes, average 30 minutes in those four games. So I, I really would advise trying to stay patient, but I do understand if people can't wait any longer. Agreed. So goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Mikhail. We We will see you soon, hopefully. But I'm not dropping him yet. Uh, that about does it, Steve, for us. Um, everyone, there are a lot more names in here that we did not get to, so make sure you check out Steve's column on rotoworld.com. Steve, before we go, I just wanted to, uh, I don't know, anything to add, Steve? <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm good. I, I um, And we didn't mention Trey Young or Luca one time today, so you know, congrats, that's funny because congratulations to us. Just a minute ago, I was going to ask you if you saw Trey Young's uh, fake where he sent Bruce Brown just lunging the wrong direction on a, on a fake through the legs. I did sick. see that. I did see that. You didn't see it? I did. It was sick. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. Everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, Steve, thanks for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. Bye.